Welcome to the Modern Creative Podcast. Listen in as we connect with other creative entrepreneurs and have real conversations about life, business, and everything in between. Owning a creative business doesn't have to be confusing or overwhelming, and you don't have to go at it alone. It's absolutely possible to be successful as a modern creative, and we want to help you to go after your own creative dreams. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Modern Creative Podcast. So as you guys may know, we actually did our very first Modern Creative Conference this past July, and it's been a little over a week now, so Joyce and I wanted to do a little recap for those who weren't able to make it in person and just share our experience. Before we get started, I wanted to read a review from Lindsay titled, Gets Better With Each Episode. I'm so grateful for this podcast. It's almost unbelievable how these two amazing women generously devote their time to helping new business owners like me. Like all entrepreneurs, I constantly battle with imposter syndrome and I question my worth. But listening to Joyce and Diana helps me combat those negative feelings and thoughts. It's hard to pick a favorite episode because each one is jam-packed with important nuggets of information. What I love most is that they're both so professional and fun at the same time. There just aren't enough words to show my appreciation for these two lovely ladies. Thank you so much. Always looking forward to the next episode. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for such a sweet review. The really cool thing is that she actually came out to the conference this past week and we actually met in person. So it's really cool to be able to meet our listeners like you in person. So thank you so much for your rating. And if you haven't yet left us a review, please do so real quick before you jump into this episode. So yeah, Lindsay was there and it was really great to meet her. It was really great to meet a lot of our listeners in person. It was, I don't know, it was surreal. And I feel like actually Diana at the end when we had just quickly said thank you after the group photo, you were the one that said, like, you guys are real people. Like, you're not just names on these name tags. And that, I mean, that's like obvious to people. But when she said that, I was like, I know. It's weird because... We've been planning for so long and, you know, like, oh, print out the name tags, do this, do that. We're very task oriented. But then to see like the actual human who's listening, you know, to our episodes, because you guys, we do this separately, right? You guys know that Diana is in LA. I'm in the Bay. I'm currently in my office. The shades are drawn. It is hot outside. Like I'm in the dark recording this. (laughs) So we do this alone. And it's just so special when we get to see that there's actually someone on the other end listening and we get to hear from you how, you know, we've helped you. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Yeah. And it's crazy because obviously this was our first event and it's going to be our first and the most intimate event. Mm -hmm. I think if we ever do an event in the future, it will be bigger than this one, right? So Mm -hmm. I didn't really think about the amount of impact that it would have. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that was my biggest takeaway was like, I was on a high like for like a week, because you know, just like what we were saying, especially at the end, actually, I didn't say it's people, it wasn't just the name tags. I said, when we were making the name tags, I was like, shook, because I was like, these are real people. And then seeing people in real life made me even more like, this is amazing, you know. And yeah, it's true. Like our businesses are basically online. It's a virtual platform. Our podcast is broadcasted via stream. And we don't get a lot of in person opportunities to meet and connect with our listeners and our audiences. So that was really incredible. And for me, like I was kind of running around quite a bit. It was such a hot day, you guys. And I was just sweating. I was like, why am I wearing a long dress? <laughs> like I should have worn tank tops and shorts. But it was hard for me to be present because I felt like I needed to go and like do the thing, fix the thing, clean the things. And 
at the end of the day, like everyone was kind of sharing how it affected their life and their personal life as well as their business life. They were able to network with people. They love the goodie bag. They learned a lot from the speakers. So I don't know, like for me, I was just blown away by the impact of the live event. You know, another thing is that so a lot of my coaching clients were there. Yeah, and that was really cool. I don't like I minus like one one on one coaching client where or we had a uh, like a retreat. I had never met any of my coaching clients in person until then. So that was special for me because I got to see, you know, the behind the scenes of a lot of these women's businesses and help them grow it, see their milestones, see them book their first clients, see them, you know, launch their websites and whatnot. And, you know, I get to see that through video calls, but to actually be able to hug them in person and then get an update was something super special. And it was also super special because I do know these amazing creative women. I also know, you know, their personalities and it's like, okay, I know that you're actually super shy or that you're really introverted, but you still came out and you push past this uncomfort. And I'm just like, so proud of that. It takes a lot. I'm an introvert and I get it. I can't go to conferences by myself. I need to, Sheena, here's your weekly shout out. I need to bring Sheena and Diana with me. Like, So I totally get that, how it can be uncomfortable, but I'm so like proud of them for coming out and stepping out of their comfort zone because I will say that for my past clients, like they left with connections, they left with friendships, they got to meet people that they've been wanting to meet for a long time. So I know that that was special for them. They've told me that after and I'm just proud of them for showing up. Yeah, definitely. I think selfishly too, like for us, even being able to connect with the speakers was really cool. So for those of you who don't know, we had five speakers on and two of the five I actually knew before the conference and then three were brand new to me. And then for you, Joyce, it was your first time meeting all five at our speakers dinner, right? It was the first time meeting all five in person. I had, you know, like it had an Instagram relationship <laughs> with Natalia and with Nicole. But other than that, yeah, everyone was new to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we actually did a intimate speakers only dinner the night before the conference because we wanted to get to know them and, you know, just be able to like connect with each other before we invited our guests. And it actually ended up being really cool. We had some people who were like connecting with just like one person. Overall, we had like everyone vibing with each other. And I did my best to try to like mingle with everybody. But I don't know. I feel like everyone, even the people that I didn't feel like there was any need to like, like host, if that makes sense. It just was like very natural. And everyone was kind of clicking with each other. At least that's mm -hmm. how I felt. No, that makes sense. Like exactly what you said. It didn't feel forced. Like, oh, besides like, oh, this is so and so and this is so and so you're not like trying to spark a conversation. Mm -hmm. It just happened organically. Yeah. In fact, in the end, we had to like, be like, okay, time's up. We got to go to sleep <laughs> to wake up early in the morning tomorrow. So that's not a bad problem, though. You lie. We probably watched Love Island that night. Did we? We did not after the conference because so. we were so tired. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure we watched Love Island the night before. <laughs> But we woke up so early the next day. So, you know, maybe I it was did. just one up. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll link to that. It's probably by the time this comes out, I hear I feel like it's a really short series. 
but I'm sure you guys can still stream it. Diana got me hooked. So we'll leave that in the show notes. Yeah, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, Love Island is like a new reality TV show that I've been kind of obsessed with. And I don't even list like watch reality TV shows. I don't watch The Bachelor, Bachelorette, The Kardashians or whatever. Like this is my first one. And I only honestly started watching it because of Ariel, which is like this Instagrammer that I follow. And she's hilarious. But anyway, that's our tangent. But yeah, I did get Joyce hooked on it. A lot of people were asking us. Joyce actually landed on Wednesday because she's from the Bay Area. So she came over to my house on Wednesday to prep for our conference on Friday. And when people were asking us like, oh my gosh, aren't you guys so busy prepping? We were like, um, not really. We're just picking stuff up and watching Love Island in between. <laughs> well, we had ch- like we have checklists. So we're just making sure throughout like the days leading to me even being there in person with Diana that we were very clear on what we were going to do like once I landed like straight from the airport with my choice of LaCroix from Diana, like what we were going to do. And so we were, we were organized. And that was, I think that was super helpful because then that allowed us to binge watch Love Actually. Yeah. Love Island. Oh, Love Island. <laughs> love Actually is good too. But, uh, that's okay, like my favorite holiday share... movie. Oh yeah, it is. A good it's one. up there. Yeah, it is up there. We should share about the projector drama. Oh my God. Because that was like the only drama that we had. It wasn't the only drama. Okay, okay, that's true. It wasn't the only drama. (laughs) I block out the other one. And those who came know what I'm talking about. Um, But it's a very minor drama. But yeah, the projector. I don't know. I bought this projector from Amazon. I put it on my stories. I bought this projector. It's like it could I have an SUV. Okay, it comes UPS comes. It's supposed to like fit in my suitcase. It clearly doesn't because it barely fits in my SUV as I go return it to UPS. And then I get another projector, fits in my suitcase. I had to check my bag. First time I checked my bag in literally years because I'm a, you know, like the overhead bin girl. I don't check bags, but I check my bag. And then we try to put it together at Diana's and Pat, okay, it's like an outdoor projector, but it could work indoors and it's huge and it's great. We loved it. That's how we actually watched Love Actually. That's how we tested the projector, you guys. We watched Trashy TV on it. But the screen comes and Pat had to help us, Diana's husband, and he tried to make it simple for us to understand, like, it's like putting a tent together. And I'm like, I don't camp, Patrick. <laughs> like, how do I know yeah. how to put a tent together? I've camped outdoors, but I don't remember how to do that. <laughs> My first like reaction was like, I'm Filipino, Pat. I don't really think Filipinos camp. Oh, I don't really? Know. Is that a thing? I don't know. I mean, I didn't grow up camping and like, I don't recall any other friends or aunts or cousins like camping. I don't know. But I'm just but anyway, so that worked. But then when we got to the place, we had to we just projected on the wall instead because we had a blank white wall. But I guess the projector was prepared as possible. And (laughs) you'll just end up throwing the plan out because the day yeah. of you just never know that's that's actually a lesson so that we are, a lesson. we're kind of sharing both our experience of the day as you guys can see this is more of a conversational episode we're just kind of sharing our experience as well as how the event went and some of the lessons that we learned but one of the lessons was definitely that like being flexible and we can plan as much as we can like Joyce is definitely more of the planner I see I think this is why we work well together because you're more planner minded I guess organized and then I'm kind of like go with the flow be flexible like think on your feet kind of a girl like naturally of course I can both plan and of course you can be flexible as well but I think that no that I can't be that flexible <laughs> no but I was gonna I, s- I disagree I think you could, you're very good <laughs> on your feet I was gonna say like you like execute mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying like if there's something that needs to be done moved unpacked 
cleaned, like Diana just does it. And that's actually <laughs> what ended up happening at the end when we were like breaking everything down. She continued to like break things down with our amazing like event planner mm-hmm. people. We'll definitely um, share about that too. Yeah. And then I was like trying to get everyone a happy hour and and getting like all our, our speakers and whatnot drinks or whatnot. So it was great that we kind of split that too. Mm-hmm. And we didn't talk about it either. It like, just happened. Yeah, it just happened. And I'm I just the one just... that ran to the bar. <laughs> apparently well i was well it's great because i was breaking down our rental chairs so it can go back to our rental company and then joyce came up to me and she's like here's your moscow mule and i was like oh thanks <laughs> there there teamwork we needed a freaking uh handshake Secret am i the husband handshake. then in this case you're the wife <laughs> i don't know oh my gosh no but it was really it was really good i think we worked really well together i did learn though so one thing that we kind of added on last minute one of the flexible things is that we, so Joyce and I, we, because it's a small event, we thought we can totally tackle this on ourselves, like by ourselves. We got this. We don't need help at all. And then a few weeks before, <laughs> it was like, cue the Beyonce music, like independent, like women. Know, we didn't need any help. Dude, it reminded me of my wedding because with my bridesmaids, I did the same. Like I was like, I'm totally good. I don't want to stress out my bridesmaid. I didn't ask them for help at all. Yeah. And then I was basically almost working up to the day of my wedding to like get all the things done. And then like last Whoa. minute, I was like, ladies, help. And they were like, we got this. It was, I mean, and they were asking me like, can, how can we help? And my mother-in-law was amazing. So anyways, actually this happened again because for the conference, my mother-in-law was checking up on me every week. She's like, hey, how can I help? How can I help? What can I do? And I was like, don't worry about it, Kelly. Like you don't need to be there. If you want to, you could come and attend, but you don't need to come and help me. And same thing with my uh, friends, actually, even outside of Pam and Viv, who were the planners for the day, they actually, uh, for their professions, they are a wedding planner. They're awesome. It's called Love and Joy. Check them out on Instagram. But Show um, notes, show notes. Yeah, they were, yeah, and show notes. Besides even the people that we actually said yes to, there were way more people, Joyce, that I didn't even tell you about, that were like asking me, like, what can we help you with? Can I provide this? And certain things we just had to turn down because it didn't fit our space or it just didn't work out or it was a whatever. It just didn't fit the theme. But I did end up saying yes to Pam and Viv as like a just in case we need help kind of a situation. And the same thing for Kelly. Since she wanted to help, I was like, I'm not going to like say no. And then the day of we were like, how could we have done anything without these three ladies? Oh, my God. I could cry. Yeah. Like how like how grateful I am to your mother-in-law, Kelly and Pam and Viv. Like, and it's funny because later on when we told them like how thankful we were, like they knew, you know, like they knew that we would need their help, especially as our first event. And so it just, it, it was funny. It's not like in a, not like a, uh, oh, told you so, but they, especially Pam and Viv being event planners have probably experienced that a lot where uh, some bride or some like event person is like, no, we're, we're okay. We got it. And then later on, they're like, thank God you were here. Cause that's how I felt with Pam and Viv. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think moving forward, we definitely need to have a planning execution team Mm. before like during the planning process because even with their help they were like our muscle and we had extra pairs of hands but then for me I know everything that needs to happen in my mind and the ladies were awesome but they don't know because they weren't in the planning process necessarily so I would tell them what to do or sometimes it's just easier for me to go and do it so I would say if you are planning some sort of an event, whether it's a conference or something small, even like a bridal shower or a birthday party or a personal event, what have you, I think kind of like having extra pairs of hands 
involved in the planning process is like super important and not playing that, you know, I got this super hero role because we don't, people were like wanting to help. And that's such an important thing to allow within like our community even. I know. And I I don't know. I think it really was because it was our, our first event and we purposely kept it small, you know, like up to 40 people. And so we just thought we could do it. But then I think that Diana and I didn't realize that we also had to, you know, besides the behind the scenes things, we also had to act as hostesses Mm -hmm. for the event. And so not even only hosts for the event, but we are the conference. I mean, we're the podcast hosts. So of course, our listeners are going to want to like meet us and talk to us. Yeah. And I wish that's my biggest regret is I wish that I left more room for that kind of conversation and that dialogue rather than like, going and like making sure the trash bags are filled or the tables are moved or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So we definitely, we definitely learned the same lesson there. And so when we do have our next event, we will be sure to have Pam and Viv right there from the beginning Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that we can also, not that we didn't enjoy the day, but like Diana said, we would have liked more time with each person that it came. And so that can only happen when not necessarily there's more hands on deck, but when we're not the ones kind of directing things. Mm -hmm. So next year will be different for sure. Yeah. What was your favorite part, do you think? I have like two in mind. I think for me, it really was meeting people Mm -hmm. in person. So there are, you know, you guys DM us and we're grateful. We DM back, whether it's our personal um, Instagrams or whatever our business Instagrams or the podcast Instagram. But, you know, we love messaging with you guys. So I really think it was actually just putting like faces to names of people that we've been messaging with for the last Mm -hmm. year because our podcast has been out for a year now. So that was that was really big for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Actually, that was one of my favorites was like the happy hour time. So after our conference was over, we just walked right next door to the restaurant side of social because they have an event space and a restaurant. So we just Mm -hmm. walked over and it was perfect because right when we were done, their happy hour had started. So we grabbed drinks and had happy hour little bites and just hung out as like people. And it was really nice because we had already obviously met at the conference, but we kind of got to let our hair down and just like get to know each other as like female to female, girl to girl, woman to woman, creative to creative, no agenda, just, hey, like, how was it? Who are you? How are you? What are you into right now? Like, you know, just like real conversations. And I love that. As you said that, it made me think like, I hope that those that did come to the event felt like you could totally have come and talk to us about anything while, you know, we were around. Like, I hope that that happened. I hope that there wasn't something you did want to say, but couldn't get to say it to Diana or I. That's just something that came to mind. So I hope that it was actually a space that, and I think it was based on everyone's feedback, like, Mm It was a space where people were comfortable and a lot of people came by themselves. Like I said, a lot of people were introverts and shy. And I hope that we created a space for you and, you know, whoever attended the event that felt really like safe and comfortable and friendly and like you could say something or ask something without judgment. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the breakout session was actually really helpful. So another thing that we did, so basically our schedule was check-in intro we did like a little icebreaker for people to get to know each other and just like joyce said we wanted people to feel welcome so we actually did like a fun little assigned activity not just like meet whoever we we did have a little bit of an organized structure within even the meet and greet 
And then after that, we did like speaker presentations, some breaks in between. And then we ended it with breakout session where we broke into smaller groups and people got to attend too and kind of dive deeper into their own personal questions or stages and chat a little bit more about kind of where they are with their business. And I actually feel like a ton of the DMs that I received was mostly about the breakout sessions. I don't know about you, Joyce, but that's the best feedback that I got. Well, yeah, no, I put a survey together for those who attended and the people that filled it out um, really liked the breakout sessions because they were able to get one-on-one kind of feedback from our speakers and Diana and myself. And so definitely next year, I want to create more space for that. That's the plan. Yeah, I, I love that one, especially because we got to, I don't know, it's even more intimate, right? Like we already gave them the knowledge and then we broke on into sessions, like talked about what we learned, how we can implement it, answer questions. I remember one of the attendees was kind of sharing a struggle that she had with her business and stuff. And then my answer was very, very simple. And I just said, I can't remember her the exact example that she gave. And plus, even if I did, I probably wouldn't share it on public. But when she shared it, my answer was just basically like, sometimes you just got to put your head to the ground and just work. You know, like sometimes there's no easy like shortcuts. Sometimes you just have to like move forward. And then she later DM'd me and said, thank you so much for that. Because sometimes when I'm on Instagram, everything looks so effortless. It seems like people just try something and it it just flies off the shelf and it looks so amazing. But you know, when I heard that sometimes you just have to like put your head down and just work really hard. And then, you know, good things will reap over time. It's not like a right away situation. I don't have to give up right away kind of a thing. She said that was helpful for her to hear. And I thought that was like really interesting because to me, it was so simple. Like I didn't feel like it was anything noteworthy, but that was a really cool feedback that I got. So it's great that you mentioned that in your breakout session. So Diana and I were in separate ones. She was in the branding like niche group. And I was with one of our speakers, Natalia, who's also a business coach. And our topic was about like transitioning right to full time or any business questions. And one thing that I remember from someone who's actually an old client of mine, a group coaching client, she has a background in finance. And I remember her asking kind of like if Natalia and I had any ideas about some niches that were not yet serving creatives and was like a financial type of person, someone that could serve creatives. Like, you know, there's attorneys for creatives, there's uh, CPAs for creatives. So like a financial planner for creatives, right? And totally, like you can niche down, you could do whatever you want. But I remember saying to her, because I knew from her business that she on the side, that's her day job. On the side, she is doing a, like an Etsy shop, like a creative shop. And it just like hit me during our chat around the circle in that breakout group. Don't feel, and this is what I told her, don't feel that you have to create something like creative. You don't have to, I don't know, become a calligrapher and then serve other creatives with what you really wanted to do. In her case, it was something like finance, right? So she was already the expert in that and she could totally just niche down and serve creatives. She didn't need to prove her creativity by opening like an Etsy shop, for example. So I don't, I just remember that when you were, you mentioned your story, like that was one of the big ones that stuck out to me because I remember pausing like what I was in the middle of saying to someone else and saying to her like, yo, you don't need to prove your creativity. You can actually just help creatives now because you're already the expert in what you want to do. So that was something that stuck out to me. 
So we just are keeping this a short and sweet episode. We are still kind of riding that high from the conference. And thank you so much to everyone that came. But thank you also to everyone that has since, you know, shared their stories, shared their takeaways, shared what they're implementing in their business because they came to the Modern Creative Conference. Diana and I are now kind of tapering off on that high. And that's good for you guys, because that means we can start planning next year's. So definitely check the link in the show notes to get on the wait list for next year's conference. We're going to do it again in 2020. It's going to be bigger, hopefully less drama. Those people that know and drove I to mean, the event know like, what they're talking no drama, about. But it was a little hiccup. and that's, It was a parking situation. Yeah, that's all. It happens. Uh, but we're going to avoid that next time. No parking <laughs> issues. And uh, we'll, I don't know, we'll still have ice cream in 2020. Oh my gosh, so get on the, the wait best. list. I know. Jane. Jane, you're the best. We had one of our attendees go and buy ice cream for all of the attendees during like the end because it was getting warm. And that's what I'm talking about. It's like the community mindset. And we had no idea who actually provided the ice cream. I thought Kelly did it. Yeah, I thought we did it. Like someone in our team did it. But like, oh, Diana, good idea. Oh, Joyce, good idea. (laughs) Yeah, it was so, so kind. So we're super excited. I feel like we've just surrounded ourselves with such amazing community of people and creatives, like-minded individuals. And we're super excited to do another one and get to know you guys a little better and hopefully provide more helpful content. So... Get on that wait list for 2020. It will be in the Southern California area. And we cannot wait to meet you in person next year. So definitely get on the wait list for 2020. It will be in the OC or LA area. And we will catch you in the next episode. 